Let Eurovision Queens begin! To Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy. I don't live and breathe Eurovision, but I think about it more than I probably should. And I'm Ryan, a Eurovision newcomer whose obsession with the contest is starting to rival Andy's. It's true, folks. Hello and welcome to episode 16. And we should really call this episode No Rules, like Dua Lipa. (laughs) We should. Because we've got some new categories for you. We'll get on to that in a moment. But first, a bit of a Melfest segment. We've been enjoying it, haven't we? Yeah, with two episodes in so far, despite having to double screen other finales at the same time. Yeah, we've had fun, haven't we? The first week particularly, because we were trying to watch the final of Melody Grand Prix at the same time as Melfest Heat 1. Mm-hmm. This last time, we did. we decided to concentrate on Melfest Heat 2, even though there were so many finals going on. That was a Super Saturday with the seven yeah. finales. So what else did we watch other than it on the Super Saturday? Oh, God, what did we watch in the end? I think we watched a little bit of Malta. Yeah. We watched a bit of Italy, but it had loads of adverts in it. Was that it's, the one with the yeah, adverts in? No, wasn't that the... Oh, I'm confused. We definitely watched the Este Lao. Yes, that was the one we ended up watching. Yeah. Although nobody performed, which was weird. We kind of joined it at the voting bit, but we thought we were watching the whole show. Mm. How wrong we were. What else did we watch? Lots of things. Lots of them, but some of them went on for too long, didn't they? Too late for us. <laughs> yeah. But back to Melfest. Mm-hmm. Question for you. We've had 14 acts so far. Yep. What's your favourite? If you had to give a top three, no, the top four, who would you have put straight through to the final? So the ones that got through were, let's remember... Tona Sicalius. Yeah, that was mine straight and, through. And John Henrik Falgren with two other people whose yep. names I can't be bothered to remember. Then on Heat 2, the people that went straight through were Maria Sur and Panatos. Now, would you have put... You put one of those through. Would you not put any of the other three through? No. Who would you have put through? I needs to know. I needs. Oh, God. I can barely even remember them now. Um, well, you liked Theos, didn't you, last night? I thought, so, yeah, I thought he would have gone through straight away, especially because he was in his home venue as yeah, well. Yeah, but it was the audience putting people off and thinking yeah. that he was going to do better. Yeah. But it was but, a fun pop song. Yeah, I preferred his song last year, though, mm-hmm. so I was giving him extra credit based on the song last year. And then the other one would have been one of the mummers. Oh, Lulu Lamotte. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't even get through to the semis. Well, you know that I am very much on the Tennessee Tears train. <laughs> so I would have put Tennessee Tears through, definitely. Yeah. I would have probably gone Tennessee Tears and Theos, because I thought the Maria Sur one, I felt, well, I kind of understand the sympathy for Ukraine. If that is just the reason why she got through, that's a bit annoying. It's an okay song. I, I don't, don't think, think any of the new. songs were that great, though. They're all right. Uh-huh. The thing is, we can't listen to them again and again, really. So that's the issue. Yeah, ideally we'd like a Spotify list that we could go back to again and again, but we can't right now. No. Back to the first heat, though. So you would have put Lulu through. You would have put Tona through, who got through. Mm-hmm. I mean, who was the other person I'm thinking of that I would have put through in heat one? It can't be that memorable. I know, it can't have been that good. Can <laughs> it? I think it's probably someone who got through to the semi-finals so they have another chance. If I can't remember them now... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, 
I have been thinking about Heat 3 because, once again, I've been listening to Melfest Monday, which is the current podcast from the Euro trip, and I featured in the latest episode, mm. fame at last, <laughs> giving a tour of Lynn Chirping, where Heat 2 was. Did you enjoy listening to that? Yes. <laughs> that felt like a required answer under torture. I've definitely listened to it. <laughs> so rude. By the time this goes out, we'll have witnessed Heat 3. Yeah. So we'll already have a bunch of new songs that we're obsessed with, yeah. possibly. But at the moment, we don't even know what they are. But we are, of course, looking forward into the future to Lorin, or as you'd say in Sweden, Lorien, Ooh. I think. Okay. I think that sounds right. There's some brilliant pronunciation on the last Melfest Monday of the group Casanovas. And it reminded me of how I was taught to say Carola. <laughs> and yeah. Casanova should be Casanovas or Casanovas. Casanovas. But it's like, it's like extra vowels that aren't there being pronounced. Celebrating the vowels. Yes, truly celebrating them. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Enough of this Melfest talk. What I want to know from you is, of all the songs that have qualified so far for Eurovision, mm-hmm. which do you like the most? Oh, I think it's got to be... Um... The Busker. Yes, we love The Busker, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Such a good song from Malta. Finally, the Maltese have gone for the right choice, I think. Very happy with well, that. Since Destiny. Oh, shit. They only yes. had one bad oh, time. <laughs> yeah, Dance Your Own Party from The Busker. If you've not heard it yet, one of the best songs. There's a lot of negativity on Twitter this week, though, wasn't there? About well, that's the where people go for negativity, isn't it? Yeah, it's just <laughs> the, the bin fire of negativity, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, no. There was a lot... I mean, there was... Super Saturday produced quite a lot of different acts, but, you know, it doubled, It almost doubled the amount of songs that are already going to Liverpool. So, you know, new music. Everyone's a winner. Okay, time to get down to business. We have a slightly different structure to the podcast, do we not? We do indeed. And this is because we were struggling with finding a particular slot, wasn't it? We were too pinned in by our own rules. Yeah, I know, we couldn't... So we figured that we wrote the rules. We can change them! You can change them! Because it's our podcast, not Not yours. yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what we've done is we thought we'd focus a bit more on recent years because there was so much we wanted to choose from the last 10 years, particularly. Hmm. Or 10 to 15 years. So what we've decided to do is change the first three categories up. So as before, we've still got seven Eurovision songs based on seven different categories. What are the revised version of the first three? The first three are from different periods in Eurovision history. We start with a song from the last five years, which will be a rolling five years, based on which competition we're currently at. Okay, so currently that runs from 2018 to 2022. Yeah. And in May, it'll be 2019 to 2023. Then... We have a song from 10 years before that. So that, let me quickly do the maths. Hmm. 2008 to 2017? Correct. A rolling 10 years again. A rolling 10 years. These are quite complex rules, but I like them. And thirdly, we have an archive track, which is anything pre-2008. Okay, currently. Currently. But again, is that rolling? Yeah. It's all about the rolling, isn't it? Everything will keep moving. (laughs) Wonderful. I know what we're doing. Does this mean I'm finally not having to spend my time trying to find 80s and 90s tracks I actually like? Yep. And it also means we can pick something from the noughties and the tens and not have to have them compete against one another. Exactly. Yes. Good stuff. Well done. I like it. Okay, so moving on to the second three. Do not worry. There is less change here. Are these podcast listeners people who don't like change? I don't know. 
The next three include a UK entry, a song that failed to make it past the semi-finals, and the Juice Award. That's the award that goes to an act that never got to Eurovision, but in our opinion, should have done. And then we hand over to the randomizer. The Chaos Monkey of Doom, who may take us anywhere. Last time they gave us a lovely track, Luan de Sea by Zoe. The last couple, they've stayed... Contemporary, like, yeah. Yeah, so we're bound to get a 60s. It's going to be a dusty one. It's going to be dusty and old. Yeah. And creaky. Yeah. We'll find out. If you like the sound of all that, then it's time to hear that familiar anthem. So first up, we have a song from the last five years. What have we chosen, Ryan? So we've gone with a strong one. We've gone with Matahari by Effendi, who represented Azerbaijan in 2021. I'm a godless spy, must buy and cover your secrets i want them there's no stopping me now i'm a liar playing the game of desire and gonna leave no survivors would you fall for me now just like cleopatra the army of lovers Dangerous love, drinking my poison is water, and you're under my spell, mesmerizing, moving my hips. You are trying, you can resist, try to fight it. Got a story to tell, just like Cleopatra, the army of lovers. So that 
was Effendi with Matahari. What did we think? Well, you and I have a very personal relationship with this song, I think. Share it with the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I remember this was a this came out of being in Secret Garden in Stockholm. Yeah. And I think we were just in the bar having drinks and they would play I think they'd play El Diablo and then this. Hmm. Just in the bar, just you know, not not like when we were dancing. Right. But we were dancing at our table to it. And I think that's what... Was that one one of the nights where there was not much happening? Yeah. It was one of the quieter nights. Yeah. But we were having a good time. Yeah. And we were then singing it on the subway back. Was that when we had Aperol Spritz? Yes. <laughs> that's when you discovered Aperol Spritz. <laughs> I remember. I didn't realise that was where we, our love affair with Matt Yes. Because we... On the we were on the train back and we kept just going Matahari. Well, and just like Cleopatra, like Cleopatra, yes, <laughs> but not Cleopatra. <laughs> Which because this time it is Matahari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and we made I, we made those lyrics up too. We did, didn't we? Because it doesn't say that in the song. That's funny that we've that suddenly came back to me that we kept doing that. Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. <laughs> but I think getting back to the actual song... But not Cleopatra. <laughs> I could keep doing that now. I have not, I've not watched it back since then. And obviously since we cemented that song into our, like, going out times... Yeah. We've then requested it in bars. But that drag queen, Amy Laquifa, in Missing Bar played it herself as well, as well as Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, because that's why we love her <laughs> even more so, isn't it? Yes. But yeah, and, and I feel like when it comes on, we do more than what she's doing on the stage. Absolutely. It's quite a lackluster... We're living our best lives. Yeah. And we're, we're wearing more clothes than her, usually. Marginally. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible ideas these listeners get about us. It's all lies, lies, I tell you. Okay, what did we think of the performance other than being lackluster? Was there anything that struck you? I like the high ponytail, it's got to be said. Mm. I think it's a bit of a strange subject for the song. Let's let me tell you this. So you've got two strong females. You've got Cleopatra, you've got Matahari. You can see the link there. Well, and, and for the listener that may not know, she was supposed to be at 2020 oh, yes, and then she's come back for 2021. Yes. So the song she had in 2020 was Cleopatra. Like Cleopatra, yeah. but not Cleopatra <laughs> because this time it's Matahari. Yeah. Matahari. And she's definitely <laughs> come back with a better song. She has, but let me say, I think... Cleopatra and more obvious role models that she stood up to Caesar, Julius Caesar and she had that relationship on her own terms with Mark Antony. Yes, she mm. died with an asp at her breast and all that stuff. But Matahari was a nasty piece of work. She was a spy. She was a Dutch spy who worked for the Germans and was also an exotic dancer, I think. And she was executed by firing squad in France in the end. Oh. But she was a, she was a bad hat. So not someone to celebrate in this way. Mm. This looks like news to you. Yes. <laughs> I've not come here for education. <laughs> I've come here for music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You? But that's what I'm saying. It's just it's a bit of an odd choice compared to Cleopatra. I would say. But I like it. Mm. I love that bit. Yeah. Oh. It ticks your all those boxes for you, doesn't it? It does. But again, it's a bit. I'm a bit confused. Like the Eastern vibes, because this is about a Dutch woman in the war. <laughs> it's very. It's like an Azerbaijani interpretation of this person. Mm. But I'm still here for it. Yeah. Shall I tell you a bit about Fendi? I feel you're, you're desperate to find out about her. Well, the only thing I know is that she had a bit of a fling with Tick. What's it, Ticks? It is Ticks. Right. 
She did. And that's all the Wikipedia entry was full of. I'm glad you brought it up because I was, I was tentative about bringing it because <laughs> I know about your hatred of ticks. Yeah. Because ticks prevented Monument by Kaino getting to mm-hmm. Eurovision. Yeah, I think it was all cooked up so there was a media storm, but the Wikipedia page is all, oh, it wasn't a media storm, it was a real romance. Don't believe it for a second. Right. What else I know about Fendi is as follows. <laughs> quickly goes to Wikipedia, quickly looks for information about Effendi. Her real name is Samira Aza Gizi Effendieva. Wow. Good. Didn't I do well? She's 31 years old. Her birthday's in April. And she has been on various singing shows, as you'd expect, in Azerbaijan. She was third in The Voice of Azerbaijan and other shows that are unpronounceable. <laughs> <laughs> In her spare time, Effendi runs a sweets boutique called <laughs> Effendi Sweet. This sounds made up. It's an online Instagram store. It's right. where I buy all my candy. Including cakes and eclairs. Yes, that's quite good. All the way from Azerbaijan. Mm. Are they famous for their cakes and eclairs? I just don't know. Anyway, what I do know is what position it was in the contest. Oh, God, I don't know that. I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't like top five. No. What position was it? Eighth? 20th. Ouch. I know. That's bonkers. (laughs) Very strange. That's a weird one for it to be that low for us to sort of take into our hearts so much. I know. 20th out of 26. I have to admit, initially straight after the Eurovision, I wasn't really that enamoured by it, but it was from going out and like dancing to it that kind of helped. Yeah. And that's something about songs and your experience with them and spending time with them. And mm, yeah. Yes, this has wormed its way into our hearts. But now it's like, we love it. It's one we'd, we love it, sweet. We, we love it, we do. <laughs> and every time I asked for it, the, let's be honest, it was always a drag queen. Yes. It was the DJ. She was like, yes, yes, we're having it. Yeah. We're here for it. Although I do feel like it's been replaced by slow-mo now. What, by, like, by you? Like, the first thing that I would request. Really? Yeah. Mm. have to request Matahari the next time we go out. Gasp. Gay gasp. <laughs> yes. Silence, as RuPaul would say. <laughs> it's time for our second track, which is in our new 2008 to 2017 category. The last 10 years before the last five years. <laughs> confusing. What is the song, Ryan? It's Here For You by... Mariah, not Mariah Carey, spelt completely differently, if you're confused. All of the A's. All of the A's, greedy for A's. Who represented Slovenia in 2015. When you're down, down low, and there's no place you can go. When you're down, down low, you know.
for you. So that was Mariah or Maria with Here For You. What do you think? Well, let me tell you about that name for start with. Uh-oh. It's a put together word from the two singers or the two people who make up the group. Mariette Volk and Alice Volkvei, who is, um, yes, that's the Ray and the Mar Malaya. Okay. So, yes. There you go. All you need to know there. So much information. Shut up, Andy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, what did I think? I really like this one, but it it's not one I remember easily. And it was only because we saw a Eurovision clip package. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, write that one down. That's one I really want to play ah, on the podcast. Okay. But I feel it's really easy to get into. And, to, and um, when you watch it and listen to it, you think, oh, yeah, this one. Mm. Yeah. It's a cool song. It's got some cool elements to it. It has. Staging's a bit weird. Tell them about the staging if they've forgotten. <laughs> so the lead vocalist is in like a, a, a white full length dress, maybe a bit beaded. But it's, she's it's lacy, isn't it? Lacy, beady, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's got big over ear headphones on, mm-hmm. which you can see the wire goes down and stops. So it's purely affected. It's just to yeah. wear it to look good. And he's but wearing it, them as well. And he's wearing them too. And he being. The guy behind the piano who thinks he's playing drums, which is very bizarre. He fancies himself. He fan- he's well. got a really nasty mullet. Not mullet, uh, mohawk. And he does the winking. Yeah, he's a bit creepy. Wink to camera is always a no-no. And then you've got a third person who's doing a mime violin. Yeah, invisible violin floor work. Yes. <laughs> With heels. And she's wearing a... Spangly spangly um, Catsuit. Catsuit. So there's a lot of elements going on there. There is. What did the headphones remind you of? You were saying something that you you thought of. Oh, what I feel like now is like when you put headphones on a small child when they go to like a fireworks display yeah. or l- like loud concerts or something like that to just kind of protect. protect yeah. So that's, that's what it looks like. Maybe they both have tinnitus. You don't know. Mm. Okay. So what position did you think they came in Eurovision? I have no clue. So well, I'm... let's start with the semi-final. Oh. Okay. So what position did they come in the semi-final? I want some firm, decisive... Second. Second in the semi-final. And in the grand final... They came ninth. Okay, so they were fifth in their semi-final. Okay. And they were 14th in the final. Right, okay. <laughs> I had the right trajectory, though, that they would have you done did. better in the semis and then would have got lost in the finale. Yeah, they did get lost, didn't they? That's only like halfway through. Mm. Absolutely that. But they did very well in the um, semi. What we just did was listen to the performance in the final. And I'm wondering whether the studio version, I feel her voice is not quite so nasal. It sounded quite nasal there. Mm. So I'll be interested to hear it back when we play the music in, whether it's actually more accessible. I felt it was quite irritating (laughs) listening to it this last time. Well, it's like similar to um, A Million Voices, the Swedish Million Voices. Oh, Tusa. Tusa, yeah. When it's like they sing the one song so much in the lead up that it kind of evolves and turns into something else. Yeah. They they ever sang it, didn't they, at their final? Yeah, it got a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what's happened here as well, possibly. Possibly. So a bit more about this Slovenian duo. Rai and Naretka are a married couple. They have two sons named Vid and Oscar. And they've got a private music school. And do you know what they do? They spend all their days searching for and teaching young, talented singers and musicians. It's all they care about. That's what they do. They want to give back to the world. How do you feel about that? 
I feel like we've already stumbled upon our theme where we've got a, a sweet seller and a music school owner. It's like Eurovision... Entrepreneurs. Yes. Oh. I feel like... Entrepreneurial spirit is yes. what they possess. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll see if the theme continues. Otherwise, we're ditching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't stay with the theme just for the for your sake. Um, they have released various singles and albums, but my favourite sounding one is called Diamond Duck, just because it sounds silly. Mm. I don't know much more about them, but I think it's time to move on all the same. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Song three. Song three is from our Deep in the Archives. So we've gone to sort of like my, my favourite point of Eurovision, which is the 2000s, early 2000s. The year before the CD in the car. Yes. You see, I didn't choose that one. That was good. Because <laughs> we've played every single one, I think, at this point. Oh, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 2002. It represented Croatia. The song is called... Everything I Want. And it's by Vesna Pizarovic. Feel love is all around 
So that was Vesna Pizarovic with Everything I Want, Croatia 2002, singing there in Estonia. You've not heard that song before, have you? I can tell from your reaction. Yeah. You look concerned. I'm very concerned. <laughs> what? What's up, Ryan? That was quite the performance. She was really feeling herself in a way of too like much. too much. She, everything she touched, she used in a sort of orgasmic sexual way, didn't she? Well, it was just she had this weird tassely thing off of her left wrist that was really long I thought and, you were going to say nipple then <laughs> and and she was just like waving it around and like holding it just it was weird it was too much it was a lot especially seeing as the backing dancers were all being very straight the four backing dancers I wrote down these are four people she she would never have consorted with or talked to at all they, yeah. were, they were completely separate from her they were just there to add vocal strength but they had nothing to do with her they were like from two different performances. Yeah, but they absolutely bulldozed the chorus. Like you can't hear her vocals in the chorus. Right. It, it's them. Yeah. And she's just having a cracking great time on her own. She's like that woman that's got too drunk too quickly in the club. Yeah. We've seen them. Yeah. Jesus. In her shiny black pantalons. They're sort of like harem pants, aren't they? But they kind of knock the skin well, of a skirt yeah, thing. Yeah, because one front. of them's twice as thick as one leg's twice as wide Do you as know what the I'm other. Gonna call them? I'm going to call them scarim pants because it's kind of like a skirt, but they're like harem pants. Scarim right. pants. There Good. Go. There we go. <laughs> It'll catch on. I said it here first but on her, this podcast. The top part is quite Cornelia Jacobs-esque. It is. Because she's got like a little... I know that, sweetie. Top underneath lots of... Dangly. Dang- yeah, yes. dangly bits. Very on But brand. hers wrap around from one side to the other sort of thing. But she's just having too much sensual shenanigans on stage. I feel like she may have eaten a, a funny brownie before she went on stage. <laughs> or a half a bottle of vodka. Or half a bottle of vodka, yeah. <laughs> or a whole bottle. Who knows? Do you want to hear more about Vesna or anything about Vesna other than her extreme sensuality? I'd like to understand what... Uh, well, I'd like to know what small business she's set up since <laughs> well, Eurovision. There must be more because this is the entrepreneurial episode. Let's find out. Yes. Right, so before we get to any of that, mm-hmm. I want to know what position that came in the Eurovision 2002. Well, if it was up to me, yeah. I would have given that about 14 or 15. What, 15th? Yes. It was 11th. Okay, so not too far off then. No, but halfway through-ish. Yeah. Yes. Which I think is fair. I have to say, playing it on a CD. <laughs> I was going to say, is this one that you heard before the... Oh. We yeah. heard this so much, and it definitely wasn't one of our favourites, but we we would sing along to it, especially when it comes to the chorus. You're everything I want, <laughs> you're everything I need. And it must be mixed differently. On- oh, the CD sound, the CD version sounds great. Hmm. So, a bit more about Vesna. Mm-hmm. What business has she set up? I'm coming to that. The most important thing to know about her is that in addition to coming 11th with this song in 2002, she wrote a Eurovision classic that we all know, which is the infamous song In the Disco for Dean. In the Disco. Oh. Do you know it? Yeah. Yes, she wrote that. And that was in 2004. She's written many, many albums, at least eight. And she's done jazz albums. She's gone into jazz a bit more. And in the Dora National Final of 2021, that's the Croatian National Final, Mm -hmm. Dora, she sang a medley of her songs. Mm. She was the interval act. Bless her heart. She's written over 30 songs and she claims to have 2,000 music sheets of new music that she's written in the past few years. That's hard to say. 2,000 music sheets of new music. Mm. (laughs) Good. She was meant to have a big comeback concert, which was rescheduled because of COVID. 
but it was going to happen in a big arena in Zagreb. So no small business plans. No small business plans to to speak of, which I'm quite disappointed about. Mm. But let's just, let's invent a business for her. I think she could have a really good haberdashery shop and she could sell scarves that she'd wind around her body before you bought them. Mm -hmm. And necklaces. She'd have a good rub on them. (laughs) (laughs) And her... So, what did you call those trousers? Scarring. Scarring pants. Scarring pants. Yes. So that business Best is no, ready and waiting for it. No, you know, it makes sense. Just secure scarringpants.com and all can be yours. Everything she wants, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a funny brownie as well? I've had half a bottle of Corona. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod? Or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens, where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. Okay, we're back from the break. And I may have had a little more corona since then. I may not. Maybe I'm just in a good mood. We now have the UK entry. Now, we've got a cracker for you. We're going quite a long way back into the 90s. (laughs) This is from 1993, when Britain was determined to win Eurovision. Who do we send? One of our most popular artists ever. Who was it? It was a travel-sized Sonia. And what was she singing? Better the devil you know.
Loved it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you say what you think about it, but then I'm going to tell you a heartbreaking story. But you go first. What did you think? Oh, well, I thought that was a cheeky, fun song. Yes. Yeah. It performed well. Yeah. There was a keytar, which is always good. Yeah, your joy when you saw that keytar <laughs> straight away. <laughs> yeah. But my brain always goes, oh, but it's not better you know by Kylie, is it? I know. And that's like, it's the tragedy of two songs being called the same thing. Can we have a bit of the Kylie version? How do you sing that? I'll just let Kylie do it. Better than ever, you know. Better than ever, you know. Or Steps, you know. Did they do it as well? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Ah, see, here you All go. All the facts. All the 90s pop facts. I want to talk about Sonia's outfit. Purple jumpsuit. She's quite a short person. They were trying to make her look longer, I think, through the jumpsuit, but she still looks diddy. Can I just say, she looked amazing in that performance. Honestly, she looked like a a younger, more petite Belinda Carlisle, but she looked incredible. Mm. Everything was on point. I didn't ever think that Sonia ever looked like that. Stunning. Yeah, I kind of feel like she's classed as sort of like a novelty act or like butt of a joke for some reason. Well, I don't think that... Dawn French helped very much with that because there was that clip they always show of her looking really dumpy with all the curly hair when she's saying, sophisticated and all that. Right. That was just saying. Oh, okay. So I think that's kind of stuck in the public consciousness. Hello. I'm Sonia. <laughs> and, um, sophisticated. Singer. Baby Poo. Grace. And Scout. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, belted it out, professional, looked gorgeous. What position did she come? Oh, no. Is this the heartbreaking part? Yes. Was it last? No. Worse than last. Disqualified? No. That would have been... Worse than last? Second? Second place. Oh. I was utterly heartbroken and furious. How close was she to first? She could have won on the last set of points. Oof. Yes. Terribly, terribly disappointing. The last country to vote, I think, was Malta. And I've always had it in for Malta ever since. I think. I might be wrong. But I think Malta gave her no points in the last round of voting. And usually we can get some points from Malta. I'm going to check now whether that was the case. Okay, so we've just watched again to check that last round of voting. And I'm even more furious having oh, seen no. it again. You saw poor little Sonia's face. It's down to the, literally the last point, the last result is 12 points, and Malta had the power to give 12 to either the UK or Ireland, and they gave it to shitting Ireland. Mm. And Neve Kavanagh with that boring song, In Your Eyes, so dull. And there's little Sonia, bless her heart, having belted her heart out. What? I feel like In Your Eyes is a Kylie song as well. Oh, God. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) What's going on here? It's a conspiracy. So we've just checked, (laughs) and it is... Yeah. It's a Kylie song. So, so the, the first th- and second song are both, that year, were both Kylie songs. How weird. I Maybe mean, Kylie's got a secret 1993 Eurovision obsession. Yes. We need to find out what song plays <laughs> third. <laughs> She's like, I've got an idea for an album. We'll take all of the songs from that year's Eurovision. Mm-hmm. But wasn't that just devastating? Well, like you said, that would have changed Sonia's life if she would have won that. Yeah. But it also demonstrates how... Because I didn't know that came second. Yeah. And second is an achievement. It's huge. I guess not back then it was Not back then. It was win or... Second. Yeah. yeah. And we'd already just come second the previous year with um, Michael Ball. The second the previous year. Oh, right. So it was kind of like, oh, flip, second again. 
So that was kind of annoying. But like, it's like now it'd be like, oh my God, like a spaceman. Well, <laughs> yeah, Sam Ryder's like a national hero yeah. now. And it's like, well, should be on the pile with Sonya, really. I know, exactly. But instead we've got bloody Neve Kavanagh with her boring in your eyes. Now I'll tell you for definite, the in your eyes by Kanye is better than the bloody Oh, Neve. that's a proper banger. It's really good. Yeah. Let me tell you a bit more about Sonya. Let's celebrate the little darling from Liverpool. We know her as Sonia without a surname, but her surname is Evans. Did you know that? No. So she's from Skelmersdale near Liverpool. Of course, she was made famous by her 1989 number one hit, Stock Aitken Walkman, You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You. And do you know, I didn't know this, she became the first female UK artist to achieve five top 20 hit singles from one album. Wow. That's a good hit rate, isn't it? I don't think, I can't think of any other songs that she did other than You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You and Devil You Know. But obviously there was more than that. I like the fact that she would send herself up because she was a friend of Lily Savage, the drag queen, and therefore often appeared on her show and she had played a character called Bunty and I like <laughs> the fact that she was willing to do that. But I still just think about her just because of the French and so on, just because I'm sorry. So the question is then, do yeah. we think she'll be doing something in 2023 when they're in Liverpool? Oh, she's got to, hasn't Feels she? Feels like we need a, a bit of a Sonia comeback. Totally. It'd be wrong not to. Unless she's got a small business on the go that let's, takes up all of her time. Let's find out. Let's hit Wikipedia. I can find no evidence of a business. I'm sorry. Our theme is falling apart. Sonia, you let us down. She was in Reborn in the USA, which we've talked about before, with all those other people, Michelle Gale, Gina G, etc. And I think it was her being eliminated that caused all the drama that they made so much of. Um, in that particular reality show. She's done a lot of panto. She appeared in Celebrity 5 Go Caravanning with such huge names as Todd Carty, Tony Blackburn, Colin Baker and Sherry Houston. What a view that was. Mm. Didn't watch it. <laughs> um, she's married. She's got a child. She's lovely. She should be a national hero. Mm. Yes. Well, here's for her having the interval act. Yeah. And here's for me remembering that Malta should never be forgiven for those votes. So do we take back our praise of... Yeah, let's be completely unreasonable in this. Because I'm now furious again with the entire island of Malta. So we don't like the busker anymore? No. <laughs> I want it to come last. I want it to come second. Ah, and have and first UK, snatched away UK from them. UK give the points. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking was... With that old format, it was really unlikely for the, it to come down to the last score to be read out. But it was mm. on that night, which is very unusual. And now we are guaranteed that it comes down to the last one to be read out just because of the way they do it. Mm. I am just um, intrigued by that because it was... It, in the 90s, that happened a few times. There was Scott Fitzgerald where it was like one point in it when Celine Dion won. So yes, it was an exciting end of the night, but I'm still upset for Sonia. Sonia from Liverpool. What is the next category? So next up is our semi-final exit song. <gasps> We've got a song called Love by Donna and Joe, who represented Ireland in 2005.
of your senses. Love is guilty as dry, love has no alibi, love is breaking down all your defenses. So that was Donna and Joe with Love. Is that love? the first time you've heard that? Yes. And your thoughts? Joe has drank <laughs> a lot of Red Bull. I think he probably had to to get on stage. you know how old he was at the time? How old? 16. How brave at 16. It looked like he was flung out onto that stage by someone. I think he wanted to be there, but it also he was completely overwhelmed, wasn't he? I just think he was so excited he's probably already pissed himself five times. <laughs> And still was like, no, I'm going on. I think Donna would have done better to get rid of him. Do you think? Yeah. I love him. He's so sweet. I love his little spins around. And when they both go off and spin around before the Irish dancing comes on, that's my one of my favourite moments in all Eurovision he, ever. He was spinning around enough that he probably took off a little bit. I love him. In his love little blazer. Him. He's so cute. And Donna is a really good singer. They're both actually quite good singers. Anyway, mm. we know it's a semi-final exit. So there's a bit of a clue to how they did. Yeah. But how badly do you, do you think they did? Do you think they were like a near squeak? Were they like tick-tock or were they well off the pace? Well off, well off. Do you Probably think? near the bottom. Well. I better weird. be right. So they they actually came equal 14th and the next act down was Selma, If I Had Your Love. Wow. So they beat Selma. So that was a bloody good job. And I actually know so many of the songs from this year because... I knew this album inside out and some of the songs just around that time like Oma Naba with Stop got th- didn't get through Angelica Agabash with Love Me Tonight Glenis Grace um, with My Impossible Dream all really well-known Eurovision songs to those that know Let's Get Loud by The Sun Tribe oh just so many songs that didn't get through that year that should have done it was the really tough semi-final because now you have to get like through 10 of 16 but this was 10 out of 25 Mm. which is a lot they didn't get through but i can't think coming 14th was pretty darn good considering you know the other acts in that semi-final and also just the fact that they were so young you didn't think they did well did you i feel like coming 14th was quite generous wow especially when if i had your love was below that i know rude anyway I know this song really well. I used to play it all the time. So I'm imagining maybe Donna has a haircut in business. Yeah, what about Joe? Joe... Brother and sister, by the way, which makes it all more sweet. Okay. If you Are you say. not falling in love with Donna and Joe McCall? Not really. Will you fall in love with me with them more? I said me then. <laughs> <laughs> Will you fall in love with them more when I tell you that Louis Walsh was really rude about them not getting through? Little prick. Hate Louis Walsh. <laughs> he was rude about them representing yeah. Ireland. Yeah, he said they had no... They, you know, they were shit, basically. I'll tell you what he said. Little stupid Louis Walsh. Um, so he said they had no charisma. Because it sent two amateurs. 
Linda Martin of Why Me fame said they were childish and inexperienced without any star quality. Marty Whelan from the Irish Independent said they worked their little socks off all week. They sang and moved with confidence beyond the ears and wiggled their asses with some elan. Like that. Thank you, Marty Whelan. You are correct. Brilliant. I loved them. I don't think you should be talking about 16-year-old people's asses. I know. It's wrong. Well, that's it. Yes. (laughs) No, there's no way of getting out of that. Yeah. I'm sure you want to know what happened to them next. Yep. Good. They were in an Irish reality show three years later called Not Faulty Towers, but Filter Towers, which I don't remember what filter means in Irish. I should know. But, you know, with Dickie Rock. Oh, God. Spit on me, Dickie! <laughs> <laughs> I never knew how he keeps coming up. I don't know. Um, Big Brother winner Brian Dowling, Liberty X singer Michelle Heaton. Mm-hmm. We know who they are. But also, they've gone on to appear in singing competitions. Donna was on The Voice in 2015 in the USA. And also in 2015, Joe auditioned for the 12th series of The X Factor and made it past the arena auditions to boot camp. But he was eliminated at the six chair challenge stage. I didn't watch The X Factor by that point, so I don't know what the six chair challenge stage is. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. What does that mean? It means each category would come out in turn and they'd take a chair. Yeah. And then if only the people sat on a chair would go through to the next stages. Mm. So by the time, like the first six would all get a chair. Mm-hmm. And then when the seventh came out, if they were deemed good enough to have a chair, then they had to kick someone off of a chair. And then, so it was like taking one out to put one in sounds, sort of thing. That sounds impossibly cruel. Yeah, it'd take fucking ages as Did well. It? Oh, I didn't watch it then. Oof, don't like the sound of that. But then the Wikipedia goes right. I don't know what they've been doing over the last few years other than that Joe got an MS diagnosis. Oh. Which is sad. But I think really talented. Possibly thrust onto the Eurovision stage too soon. But to come 14th in that field of 25 was pretty good going. Mm-hmm. And it's a song I know and I will always love, despite the fact that I know it is not the best song or the best performance of all time. Fair enough. So that was Love. Love? <laughs> What's our next slot? Our next slot is the Juice Award. I need you to go to, go to Eurovision. Eurovision. Gosh. And we're coming in hot this time round. <laughs> very hot. Fresh. And a little bit annoyed. <laughs> our Juice Award, as we record this, is only nine days? <laughs> Something like that. Post-denial of Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this one, this one hurt you a lot, didn't it? It hurt me less than I thought because I was prepared for it not to win. Okay. I have to say. But I, I love it still. And this is from this year's Melody Grand Prix in Norway. It's the song that came second, but at least it wasn't a close second. It wasn't like Sonia. It was, <laughs> it was about 100 points off given how much Alessandra got. Yep. But this is what song? Honestly. By Ulrika Brandstorp. I never knew Knew what you needed The pain in your eyes It was there all the time Couldn't see it You were too scared Scared to be open You were going through hell And I couldn't tell you were broken so you say the word when the weight of the world's too much. Honestly, I, I'm telling 
but it's hard to hear from a distance so you say the word when the weight of the world is getting too heavy to hold honestly performance she gave not too keen on the dress as i said in our melody grand prix special but i just wanted you to play the full song in an episode so that we could just share it again and have people understand the brilliance that is honestly Mm. and we can add it to our playlist now we can more importantly Let me tell you a bit about Ulrika. Most of you will be aware that she reached the 2020 final, which never was, because she got there with the song Attention, which we don't remember. Yep. But that wasn't her only Eurovision attempt. She also entered the Melody Grand Prix in 2017 when she finished fourth with the song Places. She was actually given an automatic qualification for the final in 2021, but she gave it up. She wanted to find the right song for a potential return and therefore opened the door door to... Monument. Well, yeah, to Kaino and to Tix. And yes, but she did sing her most recent release at the time, Falling Apart, during the interval. So she, she thought she found the right song with Honestly. I still think she found the right song with Honestly. And she was second with 138 points, which was a very strong finish. Also, she's appeared in musical theatre in Oslo. She was Liesl in The Sound of Music in the Folk Theatre. And she's also been in Mamma Mia. She is also the Norwegian voice of Mirabel Madrigal in the Norwegian version of Encanto. Wow. What's that part? Mirabel. That's the main character. That's the main character. Cool. Yeah. Good. Hooray. My favourite fact is that... Ben Adams is a co-writer on this track. Yes. And what we didn't say in our Melody Grand Prix episode was about the reveal of Subwoofer. Yes, we didn't talk about that. So Ben Adams of Subwoofer fame. Absolutely. We always knew he was in it. The big reveal that never was yeah. really because we the, knew well, it, but The worst kept secret, yes. as they have called it. Yeah. And then released the single of Subwoofer Fun Fact. Exactly. But I didn't know that until you told me that he'd been one of the writers on Honestly. Mm. Good work, Ben. We like you very much countless other singles in Norway. I do want to point you to the Norwegian version of Honestly called Til Evigtid, which I have played almost as much as I've played Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. It's got a softer sound. 
because of the the way that Norwegian words sound. I think the um, musical arrangement is a bit softer as well, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. I think if this had got to Eurovision, I think it would have finished top 10 regardless. I really do. Because it's such a strong song. She's such a strong performer. Definite top 10. Would have done way better than Attention would have done if 2020 had ever happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I Even listening to Attention again this week or last week when we found that out, yeah. I still can't remember it. I just remember the line Attention, but nothing else. So that was the Juice Award. What do we have last? Uh-oh. Time for the randomizer. Time for the randomizer. Okay, what's your prediction? It's a dusty one. So, I, whenever you say a dusty one, I keep thinking you mean Dusty Springfield. You no, I mean like a 60s. Old, creaky one. Yeah, old, so, creaky. One, yeah. 67. I feel like it's going to be 88. Okay. 67 and 88. Let's see what we get. So, here we go. Ooh, 95. 95. That's a weird choice. So, we've got 1995. So, which number will it be from 1 to 23? 21. Number 21. So it's towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Third last song to be sung. I'm really intrigued to see what this is because I've got no clue. It's Israel with the song Amen, sung by Leora in Hebrew.
So that, thanks to the randomizer, was Leora with Amen. Thoughts? Mm. So we've come to speak to you about our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there we definitely had. Have you noticed since we got together that you say Christ? Christ. <laughs> Christ and Christians. Yep. Yes. It was very much, yes, Bible study time mm. and yes. Yeah, I, w- I felt like I was mentally closing the door on them <laughs> before they could come in. <laughs> <laughs> Your body language showed that as well. Um, pleasant of song, which I kind of knew... Ah, oh, man, it was familiar to me, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's okay. It's quite obvious. What position did you think it came out of twenty three? Yeah, it had no business being in the top ten. <laughs> wow! So I'll be generous and say eleven. It was eighth. Oof! Yes, did pretty well, didn't it? It did too well. <laughs> Do you want to know a bit more about Leora? I would like to know what small business they've set up since. Well, that's because you're, you're set on this theme. <laughs> if they've not got a small business, I think at this point your theme crashes and burns. Okay. So, Leora Fadlon, better known as Leora, Israeli singer. Fun fact, they wanted to perform with candles on the night. And they did so in the Israeli pre-selection show. But they said, no, this isn't happening. Not on our watch in Ireland. So they didn't allow them. Since... Her musical career, she she did some other albums. She moved to Argentina, got, had a fan base there. But now she's got a side hustle. Or is <gasps> yes. it the main time hustle? She works as a yoga teacher. Nice. Does that mean our entrepreneur theme is in? Three out of seven. Three out of seven, just about. Sneaked <laughs> See how the randomizer can help us sometimes. Yep. I think we'll have to have entrepreneurs and something else. But um, also, she came back to Eurovision in 2015 because she was she chaired the Israeli jury in Vienna. Oh, well done. Bless her heart. Yes. So, loving your work, Leora, are we? Well, not really. But she did quite well with her group coming eighth. 81 points back in 1995. Thank you, Randomizer. Thank you, Randomizer. <laughs> so, we've had seven songs. What was your favourite of the episode. Oh, I think the one that I have a new appreciation for is Sonia. Yeah, better mm-hmm. than you know. Yep. Let's wonder which one's going to be yours, shall we? <laughs> so, I think my favourite is... Now, I've got two favourites. <laughs> I've got three favourites. If I'm out on the lash club night, I want Matahari. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling myself and I'm crying in my bedroom, I want honestly. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking full on Eurovision nostalgia, it's love by Donna and Joe because I just love it to bits for loads of silly reasons. But if I have to go for one of those, I'm going to go for love by Donna and Joe. Wow. <laughs> well, I know that's a lie because I know which one you're going to be playing tomorrow <laughs> and the next day and the day after that. It's yes. not going to be love. Love by Donna and Joe. Wow. Well, you'll hear it now and then you'll know the truth. So, it's been a right old roller coaster of a ride this time. It's been an episode, hasn't it? It has been an episode. <laughs> First um, one of our new format, Down. I'm just going to say congratulations on the edit before I hear it, because <laughs> my God, <laughs> you got you got your work cut out. <laughs> so, we need to tell you our socials. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're at EuroQueensPod. On Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens. And on the old email, if you want to recommend some songs to us that we should play, please do. And you can email us on eurovisionqueens at gmail.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, we have a link in our bio 
<gasps> to our Spotify playlist where we've got all the songs that we've played in every single episode. So good. Apart from the ones that make the randomizer that we decided we don't like. Or the ones that aren't on Spotify. Or the, actually, like, yeah. There's some surprising missing ones like Samantha Janus. And um, Javine. Javine, touch my fire. Touch my fire is not on there. No. So, can you please sort it out, Spotify? <laughs> You've got to have all of the Eurovision songs there. So the next time you hear from us, we will actually be in Stockholm when you hear the next episode. Yes, we will be as close to Melfest as we can get yes. before the finale when we're actually there. So we're going to have a special Melfest episode. Yep. And when we're not there, we'll be in the secret garden. So come and find us. Yeah. We'll be the two loons jumping around to Eurovision songs. We will. You'll find us. Feeling right at home. Yeah. Feeling ourselves. Mm. Living our best lives. Flipping our hair back and forth. Swinging around like a 16-year-old Irish boy to love. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Taking off. Until next time, I am Andy, one half of Eurovision Queens. And I'm the other half, Ryan. Au revoir. Ooh. Goodbye. (laughs) 